Welcome to Ultimate Awesomeness Podcast. It's me, Steven, and here is Eric. And um, we're going to start talking about the Deadpool 2 trailer. And then we're going to start talking about a couple of movie news. And then we'll start talking about Black Panther and then comic, the usual comic of the week. So, uh, so what, um, Eric, what did you think about the, uh, the, the, the Deadpool 2 trailer? Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, it's one of those things that I think they're doing a smart thing with, uh, kind of showing very little, um, at the same time of, you know, showing very little without, um, leaving you uh, not curious. It, it gives you plenty to, to want to know more about what's going to happen in the movie, but, and everything. Um, I'm curious with Cable how they're going to, you know, portray him and everything. I mean, I, I'm i not an X-Men guy, so I don't know a lot about Cable's history, and when I read about Cable, it makes my head hurt, so um, I like him as a character, but going into any backstory with him is very uh, complicated, so I'm curious how they're going to, you know, ultimately simplify that for the movie so that he's accessible and interesting to um see in the movie but the trailer does good does give a good job of like kind of getting that basic sense of who he is you know mercenary from the future with the uh man on the mission kind of thing so we'll see how that goes um uh i do know a couple of things about cable i mean i've i've read them a couple of times uh and uh, I'm curious to how the relationship between uh, Cable and Deadpool is going to be like. Because uh, it's a very cool dynamic I actually like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a comedy straight man. Comedy uh, loony, loon and uh, comedic straight man kind of thing. Yeah, All like, straight man is like this big muscle bound crazy mercenary. Yeah. Um, maybe you could... I don't know if, it, if this is the case, but maybe it could remind people about uh, Lead the Weapon kind of relationship, I think. Yeah, somewhat. I mean, it's like Lethal Weapon if um, if Murtaugh was the Terminator from the Terminator. Yeah. I Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, because I yeah. think it's like uh, Riggs is very much the, like, uh, was zany Looney Tune character like Deadpool would be, but Murtaugh's a bit more serious and, but not as like badass Wait. as a Cable would be. Yeah, but he does make jokes sometimes. That's why I wasn't too sure to just say as a good yeah. comparison. Uh, but yeah, I thought the trailer was interesting, and um, I saw some actors that weren't announced, you know. In the movie that was in the movie pre- previously, like I was surprised to see Terry Crews in the trailer. Oh yeah, that was one I was surprised by too. Um, once again, I'm not well versed in the X Men lore, so I don't know a lot of different characters. But people already have their um, what do you call it uh, theories as to who he's playing. Because I guess there was a couple. There's a character that I don't remember. I already forgot who it is, but um, he resembles in that in that scene with the sunglasses and like the. Uh, jumps to bodyguard kind of stuff, body armor. 
uh, some people say anarchy anarchist i don't know who that is but uh, yeah see there's so many x-men you know and i i remember i read one that whole series with rob liefeld wasn't good um it had that character but he was like a villain so this isn't i'm not sure if that's really him if he's with cable um I might have, I don't know the character's history, so I can't say anything. Yeah. And um also uh I heard people say Shadow Stars in the background. I can barely see him, but I'm not sure that's really him. I mean Yeah, it's it's one of those things with, with a lot of these movies, especially something like that, that there's so many characters to choose from to um adapt that it really can be anyone at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, or even just, you know, taking bits and pieces of them. I, that's always the thing with, that I find interesting and neat about um, the X-Men movies is that you always get uh, hints at certain characters before they commit to actually portraying them full on. Kind of like Kitty Pride. You I mean, in in the first two X-Men movies, you see a, a Kitty Pride analog you know, phasing through different material, but you don't really get Kitty Pride until the third movie. Um, and that could be the case with this too. Any character that you can assume it's one character, you can't assume it's them until they like, say their name or, or they become a prominent part of the, the party. I mean, I think they did the same thing with Colossus. Colossus in all the three main X-Men movies, but he's not named or anything until Deadpool, really. Yeah, he didn't have a role until Deadpool. He was just like a cameo character. Yeah. character. yeah, because there's so many characters within the X-Men universe that you can just throw at the the creative wall that you know, it's, it's it's hard to speculate on who can anyone be. So, um, okay. once, I'm not once again, I'm not well-versed in X-Men, so for me, it's, it's all fun. Um, I'm more interested in just seeing how everyone plays off each other and, and how it all fits into the world that Deadpool and advances his character and his world, especially with the uh, Fox acquisition. I'm curious if they're going to make a reference to you know him crossing over into the main Marvel universe if that um, particular deal is done and, and everything. So uh, that's you know those are the things I'm curious about. All the other things and it's it's going to be a, a fun uh, ride whatsoever, one, one way or the other. Oh, um, I don't know, but, uh, I did like some funny parts of the trailer, like, Colossus, I mean, Deadpool grabbed Colossus' butt, um, I know it was in one of the, tra- it was in the Spanish version of the trailer. Oh, the at, oh, yeah, because Deadpool at, grabs Colossus' ass for some reason, and That's I thought fun. that yeah. was funny. It was in the, um... I saw during Black Panther the trailer. It was there for some reason. Yeah, because I caught it. I went to Newsarama and they said that there's a specific scene that wasn't in the American version of the trailer. It was in the Spanish version, which I don't know why. Probably they just probably thought it was inappropriate for Americans. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, yeah, it was pretty funny how they made jokes of the CGI arm. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So. What part was funny? Sorry. The CGI arm. 
Oh yeah, like coming back to just the how it's not finished yet. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. And the toys, the toys, the devil playing with toys. That was. Oh yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Which is like, I mean, it's a good reference to you know Disney and everything as well. So we'll see. Like I said, it just feels like they're hinting at that there's going to be jokes about it, or they must have done some reshoots since their acquisition um, to kind of make fun of uh, him not being involved in the, or maybe going to be involved in the future MCU movies. Well, the acquisition is still not done yet, I think, because people have been yeah. asking lately if the acquisition is done. He said no. You're not done yet with it at the moment. Um, yeah, I know that. Yeah, it's not a done deal just yet, but it's very close to being finished. That's as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I heard they Disney ended up delaying two movies of Fox, which is like uh, I think New Mutants and uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, X Men Dark Phoenix. Those two got delayed. Her new movies got delayed to next year. I'm like, geez. I think Dark Phoenix was delayed partially. Oh, wait, did they did they finish filming that? Yeah, um, they finished filming because X Men Dark Phoenix only got delayed to one. I mean, one month. It went from October to November, I think. I thought that was delayed because of the whole Brian Singer thing. I don't know if that is the case, but yeah, I haven't looked too much into. Um, but yeah, huh. Deadpool's the only one that's on track, I guess. We'll see about New Mutants, I guess. Yeah, and, uh... I'm more interested in New Mutants, to be honest, so... Yeah, they delayed it to November 2nd. Um, and... What is it? New Mutants was also delayed, too, but, uh... Yeah, they delayed a year later, and the thing is, they were finished filming in it, and then, mm-hmm. for some reason, the... The director did not like how it turned out, so he's going to shoot it all over again. Hmm. That's a big move. That's weird, because that's a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to do that. It's crazy they're taking that risk. Yeah, because they delayed it to February 22nd, 2019. It was supposed to come out April this year, and they didn't like how the finished product came out. Hmm. That was uh-huh. kind of weird. Have to look into that. I haven't actually heard much about New Mutant news. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. X Men movies. As I get excited, but I don't get as excited about it. I don't get excited about it either. The only thing I could get excited about is Deadpool, because X Men yeah. movies are not but good in my books. The, yeah, it helps that Deadpool's just easily blendable into everything else. So I don't know. I. I I, I like the trailer a lot. Um, it sets up a lot of intrigue for me, and I hope it's as good as the first one or better. Um, um, but it, it, it's it's still more of a teaser than a proper trailer, so I don't know exactly. It just gets me excited. That's all I can really say about it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it too. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'll just talk about Bendis and Tim Miller. Are writing um, a Kitty Pride film, and uh, <laughs> they say it might. F- I don't know. I've heard rumors that it's gonna feature Deadpool in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there a base? Alan Page be coming back? I don't know. It doesn't say anything about that. 
like I said, I had no idea that that, that was happening, and it seemed um, odd at the very least just because knowing that Bendis is leaving Marvel ultimately. Yeah, it's see. very odd that he's helping t- Tim Miller write a film. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's I mean, it, it, I guess he's kind of free to do that if, he, if it's true. I mean. It could just be a rumor that's gotten out of hand, but uh, if, well, it's if, confirmed from Bendis. He actually put it on yeah. Twitter. Okay, so I, I mean, it could be just that uh, Tim Miller, knowing you know, Bendis's love for the character and you know liking his interpretation of it, that he just asked him for help. Ultimately, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with what happened with how Jeff Johns got into the whole um, uh, kind of the movie side of things. Is that he was, he, as far as I'm aware. Uh, the original screenwriter for Batman wanted to kind of get his input because of him being such a prominent writer for DC. Oh. Um, and that just kind of got hit the ball rolling for him to work more as a consultant for future DC uh, films. So it could just be that. And it's just a small role. Um, I doubt he'd even have time to do too much with it because of his commitments to DC. And also, you know, catching up to his Marvel and DC work because of his sickness from uh, his Mercer stuff. I know. It's so. just a Bendis. I think he has a bad habit of overstocking himself with stuff. Like It's true. He's one of those um, prolific <laughs> writers, but it's not prolific in a positive sense. It's in a Yeah, he doesn't realize how sense. how much imp- how much stuff he's putting on himself and it just doesn't... It's surprising he's <laughs> it not... It collapses on him. Sick. <laughs> like this before honestly but yeah yeah and uh it says to be based on a a certain storyline from uncanny x-men uh what is it 143 which is kitty pie fighting the angara i don't know any anything about this but whatever so I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about that at all. <laughs> yeah, so that don't give us. That just gives us what. That's just telling us what the movie is about. I think it's just I don't know how they're gonna do this because uh, Wolverine is more of a has more of a close relationship with Kitty Pryde than Deadpool. Deadpool had no relationship with, with Kitty Pryde, so it's like I don't know. If you, it seems kind of weird. They're probably replacing. Wolverine with Deadpool. Yeah. So I don't know how that's gonna work. And uh, huh? I'm not. I have mixed feelings with Ben is writing Kitty Pride because uh, he he didn't do so well when she was in Guardians of the Galaxy, but I did like what he did with her in All New X Men when she was a leader of um the young X Men, the the young original X Men. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the original five. Yeah. Yeah. That part. That arc was pretty interesting. Um. So I hope he does. Does well with this movie. I don't know. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you wanted him to do well. And uh. How do you feel about? I'm gonna go to the next one. Uh, Michael Bay. Um. I think is. I'm not sure he's. Um, he's directing Dobo with DC. Yeah, I heard about that very vaguely. I wasn't sure if he was writing, if he was just directing or producing. Um, he's Lobo, from what little I know about the character, is kind of up his alley. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's tough to say because Lobo's is kind of. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Lobo. He, I, from what I know about him, he's like kind of this weird, like trying to be rebellious kind of character. He's he's, and he's trying to be like a cool, violent DC character, a la like Punisher, or Wolverine, but without the charm of those characters, the pathos. He's just kind of like a alien bounty hunter that they don't really evolve on too much. I mean, I, I'm kidding wrong. I'm, I, I was told by a customer at the comic book store I work at the other day that um, there's he can be written well, and there was like a couple of really good storylines for him, but I don't know, they're few and far between. But um, from what little I've experienced from him and what I know about him, um, Michael Bay could make him fun at the very least. I just, I don't know outside of that. He probably will um, go the route of making him easy to digest as being like kind of like a uh, an asshole mercenary, really, and not much else than that. That's all I can say. I mean, that's, that's kind of Michael Bay's MO for characters is to simplify it for action and comedy with no real background or substance. Yeah, um, I I know a couple of things about Lobo. I mean, he, uh, I heard I'm not sh- I heard he had like a good series in the '90s. I never read that one, but um, yeah. Um, but I did enjoy him in the Superman cartoon, and um, I did enjoy him in Injustice video game. He was there, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm more into the the '90s style Lobo, not the new '52 one. That one was <sighs> disappointing. The skinny Lobo, I I just didn't fit the character. Yeah, and I'm hoping they go with the the '90s version. Yeah, um, it's with a little bit more substance. Yeah, they said that they're going to try to use this movie as a way to compete with uh, Deadpool. It says in the arc. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the screenwriter is Jason Fox. Um, It's it's with an H. I don't know. It just sounds like fuck. (laughs) Right. But, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, and uh, Michael Bay is directing, so that's the two people that's gonna do the movie. Um, I hope it works out. I think he can do it because uh, he's known to, you know, write characters with explosions and sex and violence, and that's what Deadpool is like. To me, he's just a bouncy hunter. A little funny and uh yeah i guess yeah but that's still kind of i guess the worry about it um like he could do so much more um you know a simple concept can be a simple concept but you can always expand upon it one way or the other so um what he he might do that he might not it's hard to say and um, michael bay is an interesting director to me that he can he can definitely express more nuance if he wants to, if he cares about it, but um, it's still going to always be a loud 
action-packed movie, regardless. He's still um, not one to um, express subtlety for anything. So, um, But like you said, maybe it doesn't matter because it's Lobo. Lobo is not necessarily the most subtle character. So. Yeah, he's he's not. Yeah. Um, he's more of a comedy character. Um, yeah. And uh, Michael Bay has been in a few good movies. I really like uh, Bad Boys 1 and 2 and 13 Hours. Those are my favorite films of his. The only movies I don't like is the Transformers movies. It's like, oh god, it's so terrible. <laughs> I think I only, yeah. only saw 1 through 3. I never saw 4 or 5. I gave up after that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I did see the first Ninja Turtles and the second one. I liked the first one, but the second one was awful. So. Yeah, I haven't seen that Ninja Turtles movie, so I, Yeah, I just remember the first two Transformers, and. I don't know. That's whatever. It's all whatever for me. Yeah, so Michael Bay doesn't always have a good track record. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, it's all about how you look at it, but very true. Um, I, like I said, I only had a very vague understanding of this news beforehand, and I just kind of threw it away in my head because it's like, yeah, you know what, whatever. I don't have a connection to the character, and at the same time, it's like, whatever. If he's already attached to it, the done deal, no hope. To, <laughs> you know, whatever. And... uh I mean, he. I heard how Michael Bay is gonna. He's also gonna do a Duke Nukem movie in the future with John Cena, and I'm interested in that too. Yeah, that looks kind of fun, but you know, it's out of topic. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, now is I'm gonna talk about is Jacqueline Phoenix to be Joker for Joker Joker Origins. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, but I'm I'm kind of positive about this because uh, I do I would like to see like I do like one particular origin story for Joker from Joker's a uh, Killing Joke origin story. Wait, who's who's doing it, Ethan? No, he's just he's gonna play Joker's um, Jacqueline Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin. That's yeah. I think that's how you say his name. <laughs> no, yeah, Joaquin. Okay. <coughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, he'd be a, a good actor to take over the role. I just don't think he's going to do it because he doesn't give a shit about um, roles like that. Does that make sense? He's not someone who would... He doesn't seem like an actor who would actually put down his name, sign his name on a contract that ties him to a character for several years of his life. Um, I would love to see him do it because I'd love to see Joaquin Phoenix do really anything. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't see it happening just because of him turning down roles like this before. Oh, and Martin Scorsese is doing the film. He's directing it. Oh yeah, I heard about that. I mean, that's another thing. Well, I mean, you know, Scorsese is likely to actually commit to that because he's you know he's an oddball he likes trying new things and you know doing a big budget um superhero movie might be fun for him yeah i don't know how much of a connection he has to any of the characters or anything but yeah who knows 
I just I just really want the Killing Joke origin because uh, it kind of Jacob it kind of gave a reason why Joker would snap and turn, you know, psycho. I like yeah. I like to see that. I mean, he his wife and his his wife was pregnant. And she got killed by the mob, and it's it's interesting for that's a logical reason someone would snap, and I would like to see that yeah, happen. Very true. So, I don't know. People are being negative about it because they said they like to have Joker as a mystery character. But I would like to know why why he does the things that he does to make him more human. I don't know. It's a humanized character. I'm I'm definitely of the camp that he doesn't need to have a reason for anything. I feel like there's a reason to... There could be a reason as to what made him who he is, but at the same time, it's not as important. Um, And that's expressed in any kind of origin I've ever seen or read of him, is that even though you can tell a story that explains where he comes from, it still doesn't justify or explain anything. Um, Killing Joke is a good example of that because, you know, it's, yeah, it makes sense. You know, he's a former comedian. He gets into a life of crime just to, to pay some bills and then he, he has an accident that turns him into the Joker. It makes sense, but it's also not necessary. It It's almost a non-reason and um, especially since, you know, in the same story he says like, you know, he has that in his head, but at the same time he doesn't think that that's really what happened because he likes the, he, he has all these multiple thoughts as to where he comes from because he doesn't remember. He probably doesn't remember at all where he comes from. Yeah. I and think his brain that, is all messed up. Like, there's so many ways as to why he is what he is, but it's it just the insanity of the character is enough for me uh, with only slight pathos to kind of add to his humanity or, or monstrosity. So, No. I don't know. I just... Because I see other characters have stories and just not have joke For Joker to not have one, it's... I don't know, kind of weird for me. I don't know. Um, I, get it, I get it. I understand why people like the thought of having one, but... Yeah. So yeah, and... Uh, also, a lot of people said they'll... Because this movie's going to take place in its own... It's its own separate thing. And people are negative about, you know, DC exploring other storytellings and I think this could be I disagree because I think it'd be kind of, it could be kind of interesting because uh they can do like maybe like a Red Sun movie like Superman Red Sun or some other off universe maybe like Kingdom Come or something like that yeah play around with the Elseworlds titles and all that stuff yeah and so this could be interesting I think it opens up some possibilities for sure Mhm. All right, so I guess I guess now we can start talking about Black Panther. All right. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I I had a good time with it, and uh, I really did like the characters that were in the movie. Uh, I had a good time. I think I'll I'll give it a. Maybe like a nine or nine point five. 
Uh, yeah. What about you? How are you Thank feeling? you. I give it a good solid uh, about four out of five, I think, stars. Um, it's definitely in the top Marvel movies for me. It's up there with, you know, uh, um, Winter Soldier, um, Civil War, um, and up there was, yeah, those ones, Civil War, Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, for me, it's it's got one of the best for me paced movies of all the of all the Marvel movies. It's just it's just really well done for me. Um, great character moments for just about everyone. Um, everyone kind of shines in it. And then everything else from a technical standpoint, I love the costumes. I love the music in it. I love the uh, overall production design. Even though the CGI in a lot of spots was lacking, the Still, the design was really well done. Yeah. Um, I really... I thought this was the best one for me, to be honest, as as uh, Marvel movies go. Guardians Galaxy 2 was my favorite, but this one actually beats Cars and Galaxy 2. Um, but yeah, I really liked... Uh, the emotional story with uh, Killmonger's origin, it was mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, and um, it, it was close. It was I noticed I didn't know much about him, so I I looked up his origin in the Wikipedia's. It's mostly the same story. They didn't really change much of it, and I actually like it. It's, yeah, no, it's it's. I'm not as familiar with other uh, with Black Panther as I am as other people characters, um, but or same thing with his robes. I don't, I'm not, I don't know them very well. But um, looking into their history, mixed with the film, um, it, it's a good juxtaposition between the two. I mean, uh, Black Panther, the movie advances the character past what he is in the comic books because in the comic books he's kind of a he's a very put his country first kind of dictator which makes him come out like a dick to a lot of other characters because he's he just focuses so much that Wakanda above everything else well I mean in the movie he, he you get glimpses of him having uh uh change uh, the different sense of heart with that uh killmonger himself i don't i didn't dive as deep into his history but like i know there's similarities to it and he's a more interesting villain than i could imagine i've read before um he's definitely along with um i think baron zemo and civil war the most interesting villains that they've put in the movies and he's on par with wilson fisk uh, with their overall, like how they handle villains amongst everyone else, like he's got a great, interesting, layered backstory with real motivation for the awful things he does in the movie, um, and it just makes him very compelling and interesting to watch. And Michael B. Jordan did a great, fantastic job with the performance overall. Yeah, he did, and it made me feel for the character. I can't understand where he's coming from, and how blacks are treated in America and comparing to Wakanda is kind of different 
And it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that it, it, it touches on a lot of aspects of racial inequality and how it's not so much, not always, and not so much just a racial issue as, a, as much as it's also a uh, wealth distribution issue and how those, the wealthy at top, up top, um, regardless of race, are just as much as fault for, um, for a lot of the problems in uh, minority communities, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, they conceive the same people that look just like them, speak the same language, come from the same culture, who who are treated horribly in other countries, yeah. but don't do the same to kind of help out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's not like a, they have to or anything, but they have an opportunity to do something to help reach out and... Uh, and they don't, and I get, you know, it's, it's understandable. You don't, there's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't help. Yeah. And they show that, I feel, in the movie, you know, like, why Wakanda wouldn't help. You know, it makes sense. It's not Yeah, they want to be pressured, I they, think. They look like them, but they don't really, aren't, they're really their people. But they yeah. have the resources to do it. So it's, you know, it's, it's a really neat look into racial politics um, where it shows that both sides have it right as much as they have it wrong um and how to deal with um, a lot of problems and um i also did like uh shuri in the movie um oh yeah <laughs> she was kind of different than the comic books because uh in the comic books she's more firm and and like leader type person and she's more serious and I guess because in the comic books, she's a little bit older, I think. Yeah, that's definitely the main reason for that. I think they kind of still portray that concept um, well. It's just that it's from a different perspective because she's younger. Yeah. In, like you said in the comics, she's in the, she's serious. Yeah. And she's got a lot more qualities to be a leader <coughs> or something like that. Yeah, cause But because of her age, she's still like, you know, she's fun. She's young. She's youthful. She. You know, she likes to mess with her older brother. Um, yeah. But she sees herself as smarter than her older brother, and she likes to throw that in his face. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's funny. Yeah, I've never actually seen that side of Shuri in the comic books, like her being tech slavey. Um, but I actually like that direction for the movie. Um, it helps the characters be more interesting. And... Um, yeah. She, I do like that she's a little bit laid back in this one. I do like the attitude, and uh, I can understand why the the comics were more of her a leader type because she was Black Panther, trained X Men versus Avengers. I mean, Avengers X Men storyline, and yeah, yeah, Black Panther was working. I mean, Datala was working with the um, Illuminati while. Sure, he takes care of the country for for him, and she was a she was a much more yeah. mature character. But I guess she had to be. Um, that's all I remember from her. But it's it's a little bit different from the mo- movie. And uh, I I actually I just liked I liked, but I like both versions. I don't I don't have a different opinion. And uh, is I like it's interesting. Uh, it was a few funny moments with her, especially with the um, the car, and, and she was kind of fun. I I don't know. I really liked her. 
And um, yeah, I liked her too. She was really interesting and fun to uh, to experience one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like how they did um Mbaka. Uh, man, I know it's Manape in the comic books, but prefer for I'm glad they use his actual name and not the Manape because it doesn't sound too great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a lot of things like that. It's it's, it's interesting how they went with it. Like I didn't know much about the character, but I um, I became more interested in him uh, through the movie. Like that, it was really uh, neat. I don't know much about him either. Uh, he seems like one dimensional sometimes I see him, but it's like a throwaway villain. So I don't know. <laughs> they seem they made him more interesting here. Um seem like he's more of a more he's like in a gray center, like he's he's willing to help um Black Panther. I thought that was interesting. And he was yeah. he was accepting defeat that that time that he actually defeated him. Yeah, she respected yeah. that, and I thought that was interesting. A lot more nuance. I mean, like, like that's a neat thing about the movie is that a lot of characters get a lot more to shine with. Hello. Yeah. Oh, this is cut off for a bit. Um, Sorry. so yeah, go. You was the same. Yeah. I just, you know, he gets a lot to work with with that. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I like that's what I like about the movies because they actually humanize the characters, and you don't see that much in comic books sometimes. Yeah, because it seems like comics sometimes they get into the habit of the whole old school style writing with the villains having a one dimensional personality, and that gets boring. Mhm. Yeah, they do a lot more with it. And, um, the only thing I was kind of disappointed about was the claw. I mean, they killed him so quickly. I wanted to see more of him, but we did see enough of him. I mean, we did see him in in Avengers 2 and Civil, Captain America Civil War. So I guess I could understand why they got rid of him. Yeah, um, he was really well, I thought he was interesting, so it was... It was weird how they just kind of like dropped him, but who knows? Really, uh, he might still be alive. You know, he's he seems like a crafty villain, so I can see him figuring out a way to have escaped death in the first place. And uh, I mean, it really is time will tell on that character. He's like I said, he's really good. I liked him a lot. How he portrayed everything, and um, how he's smart but crazy and fine. Yeah, I just didn't like the hand-fisted humor with the song. I thought that was a little cheesy. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I mean, he was singing in the in the interrogation room, I think. I thought it was, was funny, but I think that just kind of showed his... Psych. Like, just weird... Yeah, humor. I think he did that just to show you how crazy he is. Um, I just, I just wanted him to, like... Converts to sound energy because he does that in the book, comic books. I would like, I would like to see that version, but they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So, but I do like the technology with the arm. It was pretty interesting. 
And uh, yeah, I just wish they did more with it, but they didn't. And yeah, there's a few um, interesting action scenes in the Black Panther movie. Uh, I did like the the car scene with Shuri and Black Panther. Um, it was a uh, pretty interesting. Uh, with the, uh, I think like the car was slipping over and the car chase scene too. I mean, with the <coughs> Black Panther fighting in the in the car. I mean, fighting he was on top of the car, which was pretty cool. And I did like the train. That's definitely one of my favorite action sequences in the movie. Yeah, I also did like the train scene with um, Killmonger and and. Uh, Black Panther at the end. That was that yeah. was a cool fight. I really liked that one a lot. Even though there was some parts where the CGI kind of looked bad, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where the action sequences weren't always the perfect thing, but it's still... Yeah. Uh, the dialogue helped for the story regardless. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of CGI. I mean, you had that train, which wasn't... An actual train. It was. I think they had a graphic, put graphics on that train, because it's like futuristic, something like that. So I can't understand why it was a lot of CGI going on there. It was difficult. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Overall, I think it was an interesting movie. I did like it a lot. And uh, what else can I talk about? Uh. Oh, I did like the way they did um, Everett Ross because uh, he's pretty different in the comic books, and it's I've read like two issues of him from the it was in the nineties. Uh, it's like it was from Christopher Priest. Um, the issues I read because Iron Fist was in them, and I just read it. Uh, they uh, it's just that. Um, at during the time Black Panther had him as a king, mm-hmm. while he just um, why is that? I guess New York uh, making he's he's doing the it's like it's like the same thing as the Black Panther movie that he does that welfare center for the for the young black ki- kids. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's like something something that happens like after that in the comic books and uh. I just don't like uh, that storyline I read because uh, Black Panther is always protecting him all the time, and it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you let someone be king if he can't if he can't defend himself, and you always have to protect him? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like a Jimmy Olsen type character. Like, he will call Black Panther every time he's in danger, and Black Panther has to go from New York to Africa just to save him. <laughs> it was yeah. really bad, and. I looked at a video. There was one time he's wearing a Robin like costume, and it's like, oh, god, awful. But uh, I did like the changes they did in the movie that they made him to a CIA CIA agent, and it looked like he could handle himself in a battle. I mean, yeah, he was he's meek, but he was also he's just capable. Yeah, it was totally different in the comic books. And I kind of like that direction better. Like, I'm not sure they're going to go in the direction of him being king. 
of Wakanda eventually, just for temporary, I guess. And I don't know. I just think it would be interesting if he could handle himself since he's a CIA agent. So he doesn't have to depend on Black Panther to protect him all the time. Yeah. And I'm not sure they're going to do it because I'm not sure it's going to cause controversy about a white man being a king of Wakanda. But I don't know. I don't. I don't have a. Ba- uh, I don't have a. A real uh, bad opinion about it. I think it's okay. I think it's interesting to go in that direction. I'll see how it is. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Um. I did like the Stan Lee cameo in the Black Panther movie. It's a casino. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, there's a lot of like nice humorous moments. It was it was one of the things overall that I, I liked is that um, the humor was well balanced. It wasn't overly humorous. It was just there to kind of lighten up certain scenes that were feeling tense and whatnot. Um, like the Jack the the Stanley scene was really funny. Or anything involving Shuri and him were were really well done and uh, funny. Um, yeah, the, the overall humor was well done. Yeah, the humor was was well done because, I mean, I felt like they didn't do too much of it, and I'm kind of okay with that because Marvel has been overdoing it sometimes, and I just like, mm-hmm. it's like okay, we get it, it's funny. I I don't think we need to do it too much. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, I do like the the, the jokes they come up with and Thor and and. And what is it? And Guardians of the Galaxy, but I get a little tired of it sometimes. Yeah, I get it. So we'll see how it goes in the future. You know, see if they can balance it further. Um, this feels like they're trying, just based yeah. off of those. But you know, we still got. Um, Civil War to go through and then Ant Man and the Wasp. So you meant Infinity War, <laughs> I think. Infinity War, yeah. Sorry, it's all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, Same. I I don't know what else to say about it at this time. Um, I think we pretty much covered everything. To be honest, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought I could talk a bit more, but I don't think I could talk about anything else. Yeah, I wanted to like talk too much about it. I I, I just feel like it's good to uh, to check out, and it's worth checking out overall. Yeah. Let people know that because I don't want to like ruin it. I feel like we might have said too much anyway, one way or the other. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen it and you've already kind of gotten this far, just check it out. It's well worth your time to see something. Uh, this kind of interesting and fun and just kind of uh, just it's beautiful to watch. I, I honestly yeah, I really like the the imagery of it. Like so, the culture was good too, and um, I also did like the uh, the the Dora Major character. The 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 I forgot her name. I think it's okay. Okay, like, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I did like her a lot. She was 
pretty fierce and tough. <laughs> I thought she was an interesting yeah. character. Yeah, there's a lot of well done stuff like that. So I don't know. It's just ultimately everyone should uh, check it out. It's well worth your time. So yeah, enjoy. I agree. Um, and uh, I guess you could just jump into uh, the comic books of the week today. I mean, you say you don't have anything to talk about, right? For um, I only have one comic to talk about, really. Um, because I mean I, I loved everything I read um, this the uh, Shade the Changing Girl Wonder Woman issue for Milk Wars uh, Black Monday Murders came back and that was another great issue with a lot of great cha- uh, twists to it uh, Jonathan Hickman is killing that uh, there's a couple more I can't remember off the top of my head oh Sideways was a good first issue um, but the main thing I want to talk about is the final issue of Invincible. Um, that's that's been my most anticipated for a while now because I I had read Invincible about six or seven years ago for the first time. Uh, it was just the first volume, and I really enjoyed it, the character and story, but I, I never picked it up again after that. Um, and then in the last few months, especially since I found out that Robert Kirkman was ending the series, I've been wanting to check it out. And I finally was able to get a hold of all 11 previous um Ultimate Collection hardcovers, plus um, I started collecting the final 12 issues, and uh, this last issue, I, I read it all within a week and a half, I think, oh, all wow. that stuff to get caught up. I'm surprised they did and, that. <laughs> yeah, all Cause... 143 issues of it, and um, it, plus a couple extra issues of Astonishing Wolfman and something, uh, one other thing I think that it crossed over with that was collected, but... Um, it quickly, out of nowhere, just became one of my absolute favorite comic book series I've ever read. And to see it end is extremely bittersweet for me. It's I, it's It was a really well-done final issue of anything that you know has possibly been around. It was a double issue, a lot of information. You know, it kind of condensed what could have been the next hundred or so issues of the series into just one... Uh, at least 80 page book and it did a really good job of kind of exploring where uh, Mark and his family would go in the future and what he would accomplish and what they would what the the Viltrumite Empire would accomplish in the future and um, if you haven't read Invincible I, I just really would hope you check it out and um, enjoy it uh, I know it it's not for everybody. It can, it might, to some, it might meander in some spots, but I, I love every single issue of it, every character, every villain. I loved how it uh, hit on a lot of different standard superhero tropes. The artwork's amazing throughout between Ryan Otley and Corey Walker, the original artist. Um, they worked with some of the best colorists and inkers in the business, and just everyone really put a nice stamp on on the series um, with their work and the final issue really just hit it home hit a home run for me uh it's my favorite issue of the whole week um there's a lot of good stuff this last week for me but that was definitely my uh favorite thing and i i hope more people check it out and now that it's finished it's you know you get one complete story um so check it out hopefully he revisits it in the future and uh check out the 
the movie that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are planning on making in the future. That should also be pretty fun. Yeah, I'll see how that goes. Um, I'm kind of interested in that too. Uh, um, I never read Invisible, so I don't know much about it. I just know it's written by Robert Kirkman. That's it. It is. It is really something to read, um, especially if you like kind of like teenage heroes l- learning about their powers. It has one of the best kind of twists that l- really shapes the rest of the series early on into the in the to the series. If you read the first m- main volume that isn't an ultimate collection, but like the first volume itself, it, it shows up at the end of that. And it's ballsy. It was really surprising when you read it the first time. And like I said, it shapes the rest of the series and where it goes and what that means for the character of Mark Grayson and and his um, future uh, desires for uh, for what he wants to do. It's incredible. It really is something else. Yeah, um, I see that uh, Seth Rogen and even Goldberg is going to... Write the movie and yeah, they're they're hoping to make one. Um, if, they, if they do it, that's cool. If they don't, that's whatever. I would like to them to do it because uh, I like what they. <coughs> it's the same writing team as Preacher, and I like what they're doing with that. It's a TV series. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty good for for is. Then they did the first two seasons, and they're getting a third season. It hasn't started yet, but I really like the direction that they did. It's. It's a pretty good show, and uh, it's different from the comic books, but I kind of understand why they did it, because it's kind of dated, and it's a lot of sexism yeah, but... in the comic book version, and I don't think that's kind of acceptable in TV. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, they can uh, do to um, to uh, make the series more accessible. I don't think there needs to be a lot of changes, necessarily. Um, there's, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's a lot that's really offensive, honestly. Um, so to me, it's, it's just extremely violent and that's where, uh, I, I feel like, uh, the series can get a little bit of a facelift just to make it a bit more palatable to those who aren't, um, used to super colorful violence. Well, it was, I don't know, it's a big, a story arc with, uh, I forgot, it's some... It's a guy that has like a... I forgot his name already. It's not coming to my head. He's like some Western guy he fights and it gets pretty brutal there. So Yeah, oh yeah there's a few fights that get really brutal, bloody. Yeah, especially violent. when Preacher was... Uh, <laughs> was uh, in that... He put the hook on the guy, and it was, like, blood everywhere. So, yeah, it does get pretty violent, but not too much, I notice. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, all, I, all I really need to say, though, is just check out the actual Invincible series um, and, and enjoy it. it. just It's a beautiful series, I think. Um, and if you like Robert Kirkman from Walking Dead or Outcast. Uh, check it out, and I would also just because um, of how good those are. Check out his new series, Oblivion Song, coming out in a few weeks. It's just it's all really good. Um, he's not the best writer in the world, but he's definitely got a sense of character uh, for his for everyone. Like that's that's to me the most important thing is he 
builds characters well. I'm surprised he's really ending it. Yeah, it's surprising. Um, I can just judging from reading the last issue, you can see why he wants to end it. Um, but I, I have faith that he will um, revisit it in the future, maybe five years down the line, ten years down the line. Down the line, he'll revisit the series and uh, give you a glimpse into what we missed out on. Um, just because he, you know, he, he he has those juices in his mind going. So um, once again, it's it that was my favorite issue. That was my favorite book of the week. I read it two or three times already. Uh, and I don't normally do that and um, yeah it's just it's beautiful just check it out yeah, I mean it looks like since he's ending Invincible it could he could end Walking Dead eventually cause uh I don't know but uh I've kind of I've been losing a little of interest in the Walking Dead comic books it's just has it been good? Well, I'm all in on Walking Dead. I, I think Walking Dead is built on its ensemble more than a main character compared to Invincible. Invincible, you're following one character kind of with a bunch of, with a great um, cast behind him. Uh, while Walking Dead, as much as it's a Rick storyline, it's also about everyone else. And you, there's so much potential for it because of that. And it can go almost indefinitely. I mean, we'll see if it really does go that long. He might decide to end it in 20 issues. He might end, decide to end it in 100 issues. Yeah. Um, to me, I don't know. Walking Dead, it's a matter of, um, you know, how much you want to stay on to the story. I like it. I, I really like what he's doing with it now because um, it, it's going into places you don't expect because it's not as sad as you're thinking, but it still gives you a lot of tension because when things get good for characters, you... Um, you think something bad is going to happen, and that's how. And he's doing a good job of portraying that, and allowing characters to kind of grow within the universe. I do like uh, it. It's just I don't like the the Negan Negan being, a, I guess, a good person. It just doesn't work with the character. I can't I can't see him that way. I'm reading the the here's Negan uh, backstory that goes into what who he was before the outbreak. And yeah, I read Negan that, and I still don't think so. Uh, <laughs> It's just, I, to me, I think it just shows that um, it's one of those things where uh, circum- it just shows like circumstances can build a person and the circumstances can change a person. And uh, no matter what a person has done or will do or could do, uh, that's not really who they are. It's, 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 who, it's, it's something else. And um, um, not to forgive anything that Negan does, but yeah. uh, the interesting thing about him is that he can change. Uh, he can change all he wants. You can still hate that he's changing to somewhat of a good person or whatever. That doesn't change the fact that he has changed, and it doesn't matter that you don't like it or not. Uh, that's him. That's his thing. And I think that's actually well done because, like anything else, when a horrific person who does horrific things um, kind of repents from that, um, it doesn't matter if you, you know, you know if you believe it or not. That's who they are, and that's yeah. I know that's, that's who they. Thing. That's the. I mean, this is the creator direction of the character. I just, I don't know. I just don't like it. Yeah, it's not for everyone. I like it. I, I, I've been enjoying it, but we'll see if he even shows up again. Yeah, because uh, from the last issue, he might not show up again. And if he does, yeah, show up again, I kind of. I've gone back to his old ways. I kind of prefer he doesn't show up again because he looked like he was. I don't know. It looked like he was gone. Like his mind is just. Not the same anymore. He doesn't know what to do with himself. He's like, damn. His br- it looked like his brain was damaged. I don't know. That's what it seems like. Yep. I don't know what they're going to do with that character. 
Um. Yeah. So yeah, is there anything else? Uh, not for me. I don't. I don't have anything else that right. I'm aware of um, to talk about. All right, I'm gonna talk about what comics I liked. Uh, not talking about any comics from this week. I'm, I'm still like in, I guess, the last week of January. Uh, I've um, I did like the Flash Annual number one. I we didn't get to talk about it much last time. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting with uh, with how Wally feel the. The for the older Wally, um, how he's dealing with uh, not being able to tell his secrets to Iris, or even yeah, talking to Iris about knowing who he is and that he's been alive. I guess I think I'm not sure if that if Iris think he's dead or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. They haven't really explained that. And um I I do like that he gets to talk to uh Magenta, I think that's how you say her name. So yeah, yeah that was pretty interesting. I did like that. So yeah, I think it's a good issue. Um I did enjoy uh Old Man Logan number thirty four. Um that was um I haven't been liking the storyline. Is um, Wolverine? I mean, Old Man Logan finds out that uh, Mariko is back alive, and she's she was with Gorgon. He's like Gorgon was buying controlling her, but she broke off the control, mm-hmm. and now she's working with Old Man Logan because um, there's been some drug that they've been making that's trying to that can hurt. Um, humans. It's supposed to like make them immortal, but instead of them making them immortal, it's making them sick and not feeling so well. So, and, I mean, Old Man Logan and Mariko is trying to stop it from happening. So, I like what the direction they're going to going in, and I kind of like the, the identity that Mariko has now become, like the Scarlet Samurai, and it's pretty interesting. Um, I've also liked, um, Spider-Gwen 28. Um, that's another interesting issue. You get to find out, uh, Daredevil's origin in, in that universe is pretty different. Because he's a villain in this one. And, um, he calls himself the Kingpin, not Daredevil. Is Matt Murdock. And, um... It's just pretty interesting because you see him get raised. He's he was raised by the hand this time. I mean, he did get raised by stick, but the hand kills him and he he uh he, the hand takes over by raising him and then they give him to Kingpin after they didn't like him after a while. So he has like a bad influence on himself, and I could see why he became a villain instead of a hero in the different universe. So, I do like that origin backstory. It's something different. And, um... You do see Gwen interacting with her... Her band members. And, uh... Her... 
um our main uncle ben because they find out it's like a secret identity and it's interesting how they take it um i've also liked the uh, silencer number one that was surprisingly good yeah it was surprisingly good i i it thought it was interesting that they made she was kind of like black widow but she's like a mother <laughs> She's a is different, and uh, I like that she. I mean, she has a family, which is pretty interesting, and I think her powers are pretty interesting too. Like, she made things quiet around her. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, did you? Yeah, that worked really well. Yeah, that was really well done. I liked it. Um, I also liked the. Uh, Tales of Suspense 101 is with uh, Winter Soldier and Hawkeye looking for Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I I did like it because uh, that you never get to see you never seen like Hawkeye work with Winter Soldier before and it's interesting to see the the dynamic for the first time and um and it's they're clashing and I was expecting them to clash because. Winter Soldier is serious while Hawkeye is is um he's more of a a joking type character. He's more laid back. And to see them clash is pretty funny. They actually make a few jokes, so and uh I'm and uh even though Hawkeye does screw up a lot, Winter Soldier is starting to see why he's good at his what he does. And I like that. So it's like, yeah, I just see Wind Soldier warming up to uh, Hawkeye, and that's interesting. Um, yeah. I also like, um, what is it, Falcon number four? Um, I, I, it's been pretty interesting. Um, it's just, um, I think, I don't know. Falcon was stuck in some dream world with uh, Blackheart and um, um, Page, um, Patriot had to get him out, but he used um, Doctor Voodoo to help him out. And it's interesting how Doctor Voodoo told Patriot he had to like talk to Falcon to get out of it because he's the only one that believes in him for right now. Because Falcon's going through this dilemma about. That he failed as a Captain America, and he doesn't know if he should be a Captain America again. And Patriots disagrees with him and thinks that he should be Captain America again, and he wants him to do better and not worry about what the people think negatively about him. So it's pretty interesting. He wants to see him as a better hero, and I like that. Um, yeah. I also have been liking uh, Punisher, the Plateau number five. It's a pretty interesting miniseries. I'm seeing Punisher at the time he's at Vietnam, and uh, I I like I like what they're the direction they're going in. Um, it's pretty interesting how things at Vietnam were, and you get to see how messed up the war was is. 
how disorganized it was really for the Americans and I think that's pretty interesting and you get to see different soldiers perspectives it wasn't because the book is not only about Punisher it's also people that he worked with and it's kind of interesting to see that um I've also liked uh uh Injustice um number of Chapter 43, I'm talking about the digital version. Um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's going, it's been talked about Raja Ghul with Gorilla Grodd, and I do like the interaction that they're having in that issue, particular issue. And, and, uh, it seems like Raja Ghul is the same type of character. I thought he was different because, I mean, he does, in here, he cares about nature, which is kind of, different but he looks like he wants to get rid of the weak still of humans I guess he has a different attitude towards animals and humans and I think that's pretty interesting um but it's I like to the direction they're going with Gorilla Grodd it's I just want to see how far it go with them um also did like uh Dot the Offer number sixteen. Um that was pretty interesting because uh, because uh, the relationship with uh Alpha and Tovan was interesting. They went a little bit flirtatious there and uh I did like the relationship with the Bounty Hunters and Alpha. It was pretty funny. It was a it was an interesting book. And I guess I'll talk about the last one I enjoyed was um Quantum and Woody number two. I liked the relationship between Quantum and Woody. Their relationship hasn't been going so well because uh, I guess they find he finds out Woody finds out he's adopted and he's adopted father and Quanta knew about it but he never told him about it so it's kind of interesting to see them clash and it's pretty the book is still funny that's why I enjoy it um that's about it I think I know I had a lot to talk about but I guess I'm I'm, I'm done already <laughs> Yeah, a lot more than I did. I, I, yeah, I didn't. I don't read most of those trees. I didn't have much input on those ones. So, um, but I mean, it's all stuff that makes me want to read them either way. So, oh, I like straight up spoiling it. <laughs> but I don't yes, think... that's the nature of comics, though. So. Oh yeah, I'm used to being things being spoiled. It's just I'm not sure how other people feel about that. Uh. But yeah, um, that's about it. I I read more comic books, but I need to make my let my mind gather or what, what I think about it. So that's yeah, about I mean, it. Yeah, and I feel like with certain ongoing series, you don't have to mention everything unless it's like. Same, yeah, uh, there's some books I didn't mention everything because I was able to summarize it much quick, quicker. Some comic books I have a trouble of summarizing it, and that's where I start spoiling yeah. it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I 
I guess we could end the podcast here and um I hope everyone enjoyed it and um yeah it's a I just hope look forward to next week if we we do the podcast or whenever we do it um so yeah all right yeah that's good all right bye all right bye